You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares from the wellsprings of Jewish spiritual teaching and practice and guides us on a path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine. Okay, so I want to begin by um, kind of bringing to the surface a few of the main in the Kudot that we raised last week, and uh, that'll help us bridge into what, what we'll be looking at today. Um, we've been, for a couple weeks now, looking at the roots of tefillah, the roots of prayer. And the last few weeks we've been looking first at Chazal's conception of <clears throat> the birth of prayer, which really coincides with the birth of humanity. Right? And that it's, it's this essential ingredient in creation, that the world is missing its... Uh, it's rainfall, it's sort of the flow of, of life and creative energy depends on there being a human being to come and recognize this need and pray for it. We saw that in Divi Chazon, and we saw the amazing words of the Beis Yaakov last week, <clears throat> who took it one step further to be mefarish, the words, Na'ase Adam. Right? Let us create humankind as a conversation between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and all of the elements in the created world that preceded Adam. Let us together combine all of our energy to make this composite being that includes everything, a bit of everything, and that's called Adam. And the Beis Yaakov related that <clears throat> to Adam's purpose in prayer. That the entirety of the universe basically recognized that we are missing something. What we're missing is a singular entity in this world who can encompass the totality of what is and can seek and help um, shepherd our unfolding and fulfillment. And we said in a sense that Adam is born of, is, is the prayer of the world. Right? The world wants a connection between itself and its creator. And, and, and Adam is born from that place. And something that I, that I didn't mention last week that I really want to put a finger on today is that if we really take to heart the Beis Yaakov's words, it's not only that we are this composite creature who can share in all that exists, because we have a piece of some kind of sense of a shaykhut and belonging, connectivity to all that is. But by the very same token, we are created also from the lack in all that exists from the absence in all that exists. If you think of what the Beis Yaakov is saying, is that the universe recognizes its chisaron, its lack. We are missing some elemental quality that can link everything that is and that can forge an ongoing communicative relationship here on this earth with our Creator. And that lack gives birth to humanity. So creation's lacking. The, 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 the sensed lack of all that exists joins together to create this one composite totality called Adam. And this is really the two sides of the coin here, which is, what grants us our wholeness, right? The Vesyakov the, the is saying on the, the Arizal and, and in the Tikkun Zohar, we are this 
Briakolelet, an all-inclusive creature that maintains its surata adam shalamala. We we our encompassing nature is a reflection of something divine. It's all-encompassing. And yet, what forms that all-encompassing nature is that we have what's miss we have a bit of what's missing in everything within ourselves. Our wholeness is built on the collective lack of the universe. And that lack is not something negative. That lack is not something that disconnects us from from the divine. Adarabha. It's that very lack that grants the possibility for us to be a steward of, of, of seeking wholeness in creation. Because now that I have a sense and a portion of the lack in all that is, I can actually feel care and empathy and a desire on behalf of all that is. And can be that bizarre, unique creature who walks around the world thinking about all these things that on the surface might have no direct, immediate bearing on on this moment for you. But, But in the human experience, they really, really do. And in a sense, it's what grants us an ability, it has to do with our ability to exist on a plane that is broader than the narrow self-preservation survivalist instincts. But the part of us that is, is by, by nature desiring something more for ourselves, for the world, for creation, the part of us that is aware that there is some creator that I am moved to communicate with. My wholeness, my ability to seek wholeness is born on my 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 being built by the lack of all that is. Kabbalistically, we would call this Svirat HaMalchut. And that is really in line with the Kabbalistic picture that's brought for, for those of you for this language is important. The Tikkun Ezar says that all of, doesn't say that it's the grasses and the birds and the plants and the sea that gives a portion. It doesn't say it's the Malachim either. It says all the Svirat. So all of the spiritual um, underpinnings of creation give a tenth of themselves. They give their Malchut to create this one being. The Malchut is the late Lady Migram Eklum. The Malchut is the part that's yet to be fulfilled, the part that is in its sense, in itself empty and open, and the place where a new emergent creation can come from. That's the portion that I have. This is what we talked about in, in different terms last week. Am I the are we the crown of creation or are we the janitor of creation? We are not one in the exclusion to the exclusion of the other. We have the ability to 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 be both, and those two things depend on one another. My ability to have some kind of creative human genius or spiritual um, awareness and connectivity to, to the creator is built on the foundation of me being mamash afar ve'efer. Mamash, the, 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 mis, the, the part that the dirt doesn't even have is, is what I'm born from. And, and I want to bring this um, in a slightly different lens This really has to do also with the, the evolutionary process itself and the evolutionary function of, of humankind. Because if you think about it, the Torah is describing, the Masa Bereshit, is describing stage by stage more elemental 
um, portions of creation that are then kind of opened up, separated out. There's Havdalot, there's refinement that then from those things are birthed more complex forms of life. Until you get to what's the most complex form of life, you get you go from from light to 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 sky and sea to land to sun to fish and birds and plants and animals and then finally there's this human being created. And we know that in in this process, the 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 later stages of evolution, on the one hand, we are more advanced, right? There's this process where um, creation itself is being guided towards uh, more and more refinement and wholeness. Perfection, if you will. And at the same time, what is that greater stage built on? That greater stage is built on what's missing. The, the, The wisdom embedded in creation guides the world in such a way that when the status quo is not enough for the universe to thrive, the divine wisdom in creation finds a way to form a new and more progressed element. So you get to this, like I said, bizarre creature based on everything that was not here yet until human beings arrive on the scene with the unique ability to perceive and consciously be aware of our surroundings. To, in the words of Rashi, recognize the goodness of rain, which we said had not yet come. To understand the need to ask for it and have rachamim, to feel an empathic care for our surroundings and to have this bizarre gift of communication where we express all of that longing and yearning and hopefulness. So in this sense, prayer is not only, as we saw last week, part and parcel of the very identity of what a human being is. It is, it is part of our evolutionary purpose to be prayers in this world. It is the way that we engage in bringing the world forward towards that godly envisioned wholeness. Now with that in mind, I want to come into what we're going to look at today, which is really evokes a, a, a very basic question about tefillah, which is that if tefillah is something that is organically, naturally embedded in at the core of our being, is it something that we need to be told to do? Or is it something that we naturally are inclined towards? And it can be both. And in the language of uh, that we're familiar with, I'm going to just ask the very basic question. Is it a mitzvah to daven? Is it a mitzvah to daven? Great question, right? Because shockingly, if you look through the Torah, it never says, Ayomar Hashem al-Moshe, no, there's no, there's no command like that. There's no command to David. But could you say so, so that? Well, I'm, are you kidding me? Of course, tefillah is a mitzvah. But it's not a commanded mitzvah. <laughs> That's a beautiful. It is a mitzvah, but not a commanded mitzvah. What in the world would that mean? 
Anyway, so what we're going to do today is we're going to look a little into some of the halachic discussion surrounding this question. Because yeah, the, the halachic discussion is what shows us the, the essence of what we're talking about here. Right, but we're going to look. This is a question that's dealt with in, in Chazan, the Rishonim, and, and we'll, we'll see what they have to say. No, nowhere does it say, thou shalt... It does not say, thou shalt pray. No. It's, it's taken, if you read Torah, and if you just read what Jews do, it's taken as a given that people pray. You read the Torah, people pray. That's just what happens, right? That's just what people do. And God is engaged in that form of communication. There's a reciprocal conversation going on. But, but, but how, do we, how do we understand this in, in the framework of, 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 of Torah and, and, and Avodat Hashem? Mitzvah. Okay. So, first Makar I brought here is in the opening page of, of Gemara Tanit, which we mentioned at some point, the, the Gemara Tanit is asking about when you begin to, to when we start to talk about God's wondrous might that comes through through bringing rainfall. Right? And we said rain, the prayer for rain is that elemental prayer of Adam Arishon in the, in the thought of Chazal. But, but the Gemara at some point asks me, where do you get the idea that you should be talking about rain and asking for rain in Tfilah? It says, and we say this in Kriyachim every day, to love Hashem your God, to serve God, to do avodah with all of your heart. What is avodah shebalev? What is service? What is devotion? In the heart. We'll come to this in a later in a later time, but. I think avodah shebalev here doesn't mean service you do with your heart. It's asking where does the avodah take place? It takes place in your heart. Have you married tefillah? That's tefillah. So some might read this and say, okay, Chazal brings a pasuk to tell us where you learn tefillah from the Torah. Serving Hashem with your heart. Serving Hashem with your heart. It says to do that. That means to daven. Well, let's look at the Rambam. Rambam Sefer Mitzvot. Mitzvot say hey, the fifth positive command. Ramam says, who should Sivanu Lovdo? God commands us to serve God, to do avoda, which on its own just sounds very broad, right? It says it multiple times in the Torah. Lavoda Tashem, Lavoda Tashem. And the Ramam goes on, even though this mitzvah is one of these general, all-encompassing kind of mitzvot, which he says we don't need a number in the 613, he says, ah, but there's a very specific application of the mitzvah of avoda, which is tefillah. Rama is explaining here why he thinks that tefillah counts as one of the 613 mitzvot. Because avoda is the general category, but there's one specific form that that takes, which is tefillah. And it says in the Sifri, Ulaovdo, when it says in the Torah, Ulaovdo, Zotfilah, it means to daven. I'm going to skip a bit. Mishnah Tosha, Rabbi Leezer, Amru, Minayin Leikar Tefillah Mitzvah. Where do we learn? You see, by the way, that Chazal is already, it's not a given. Where do we, have to, we have to find a puzzle that teaches us that there's a. Mitzvah called to Davin, called Tfilah, Mehacha. It says to be in awe of God and to do Avodah. Viamru, Avdu b'Torato, Avdu b'Mikdasho. Because I says, what does it mean? Serve God, Avodah? Do Avodah in Torah. That's one way to serve God, is learning Torah. 
and do avoda in the mikdash. Now I read those words and I'm thinking about shechting birds and sheep and, and burning incense on the altar. That's avoda, no? Rotzelomar, hachvenelav hitpalel sham. Says is the Rambam here, and this is the lashon mechuta. What does it mean, Avdaho b'mikdash, to do avoda for Hashem b'mikdasho? It means hachveni lav lihitpalel sham. No, no, no. It doesn't just mean do sacrifices. It means direct yourself to the mikdash when you daven. That's what we do. What we do. We all face the makom mikdash and we direct our prayers there. Avdaho b'mikdash doesn't just mean bring korbanos. It means even in the time when there's not korbanos, direct your prayers to the mikdash. So Api Rambam and these Mekorah Chazal he brings. There's all these different psukim that, that he's learning out, and the Chazal is learning out for a mitzvah, a mitzvah to die. And he also brings this in the Mishnah, this is in the Sefer Mitzvah, he also brings it in the Mishnah Torah, and Hilchot Tefillah Nesiyah Kapayim Perek Aleph, Mitzvah Taseh Lihit Yom. It's a positive, active command to daven every single day, a mitzvah de oraita, according to the Rambam. A Torah command, Shinemar viavaratem et Hashem elokechem, Piashmuelamdu shavuz avudazu hitvila, Shinemar la avdu bhulavavchem. Ah, why? Torah says, Serve Hashem your God. The Torah says, Serve Hashem your God with all of your heart. Serving with your heart means that to daven. Right, so the Rambam is reading the Kamara we saw as the basis for the Torah's command. He didn't bring it in Sefer Mitzvah. I don't know, you know, to Chakira to go into the Ramah why he brought that Pasuk in Mishnah Torah, why that in Sefer Mitzvah. <laughs> Not for now, but it's a good point. <coughs> so, what does it mean when God gave the commandment to Adam, who Shomro, who That's a great question. There's different interpretations of what that means. Pashut Pshat, most people would say, has to do with taking care of the world in the garden. We made a link between taking care of the world and praying. That's like a nice drush. The other, the Sforno actually says that is not talking about a garden. It can't be talking about a garden because a gun is Lashon Zachar. If he's talking about the garden, it would say What's This is a bit of a tangent, but. It, if you, if you read the Svarno, the Svarno says, look back a few psukim, the last thing that, the whole context of what's happening here is that God breathed the nishmat chayim into Adam. Breathed the living soul into Adam. And then plants a garden, and then puts Adam in that garden, the ovda l'shomra, the Svarno says, l'ovda l'shomra is l'ovda l'nishmat chayim. To be doing the service, the devotion of the divine soul that was, that's breathed into us. And that being in the place in the garden, the Sforno is saying God breathes a divine soul into material form, into human being, and creates an environment that is the ideal place for that soul to be nurtured and cultivated. And that that's what we're meant to be doing in, in the world. And he reads the whole story of the Itadat as being a, a, a kind of shever, a severing between that our relationship to that environment and, and the way that our soul has a place here in this world. Sidebar, but a related sidebar in, in the general picture. <clears throat> so the Rambam goes on in, 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 in Mishnah Torah. He says that according to Chazal, there's a mitzvah doraita to daven, but the number of tefillot that we say doesn't come from the Torah. That's rabbinically instituted. The 
language, the words that we actually have to say don't come from the Torah, and there's no set time, there's no zman kavua for tefillah minat Torah. says, but there is a mitzvah, pray every day, daily prayer. And he goes on, he says, therefore, since it's a mitzvah doraita, it doesn't have a certain time to it or that kind of structure, so everybody has an equal obligation in this mitzvah. And then he says, Elechiyuv mitzvah zu kachu. What is the elemental, basic, deoraita mitzvah to daven? For a person to be begging, requesting, and praying every day. To speak the praises of God. And then to make requests for the things that we need in the language of request and techina, a certain kind of like begging, a, a humble request. <coughs> and then afterwards to give, express gratitude and thanks to Hashem for the goodness that Hashem has been mashpiali, that I recognize God has given me. Every single person to do that according to their own abilities. That's the misfadot of prayer. So that's one take. But the Ramban disagrees. The Ramban takes takes Ramban to task here. And it's Kedai to really read the whole Hasagota Ramban inside and in, in the Sefer Mitzvah there. Um, I'll give you a little introduction before the portion I brought here. The Ramban basically begins bringing all these other Makarot of Chazal, these other sources, where the rabbis say very explicitly that, mitzvah, that tefillah is a mitzvah de Rabbanan. And treat it that way when halachic questions come up of you should be engaged in this mitzvah or that mitzvah. And how do you engage in the mitzvah of tefillah? It brings a whole slew of sources that, that, that prove halachically that the rabbis see it as a, as a rabbinic mitzvah tefillah. And now that brings us to the words I brought here. He says, it's, it is certain and clear that the obligation to, to pray, or the inyan of tefillah, the matter of prayer, it is not a obligation at all. Meaning from the Torah. Aval. What is tefillah? Tefillah is a outgrowth of the of God's quality of chesed, of God's total kindness to us. A gift. That God hears and responds when we call to God. Ramam just like takes it out of, takes it so much blood. We get so stuck in this mindset, I have to daven, I have to do this, I have to do this. Ramam saying, Ramban is saying, Chevra, wait a minute. Just think for a second. This crazy gift that you address the Creator and the Creator is listening. That we address God and God listens. This is a gift. This is chesed. This is not a mitzvah. This is not an obligation. This is a gift. God has embedded in God's world this wild thing called prayer, where we turn to the Creator and the Creator with a with a even faith that that there's someone out there to, to hear me, 
and that that there is a communication, that there's a reciprocal communication going on between between God and God's world, between God and humankind. It's a chesed. So the Ramban now needs to address, well, what does it mean to serve God with all your heart? What about all this psukim, of avodah, balei, of this? He says, it's a mitzvah taseh shetiyeh kol avarotenu la'el yit'aleh b'chol avavenu. It's actually covering all of our avodah. More close to the pshah. What does it mean, serve God with your heart? It means all of your avodah should be heartfelt. Your, all of your avodah for God should be b'chol avavenu. It should be a devotion of the heart. The way that we serve God should be with the heart. With, with, with intention, with full meaning and, and, and kavana, for the sake of, of, of God, for the sake of this relationship. And not to do mitzvah without thinking, without kavana, or with this question, is this something I should do, not do? Is it gonna do, is it gonna do me any good? I'm just paraphrasing his words here without reading the each one, but this is what he's saying. Am I gonna get something out of this or not? It's like, that's not, that's not what Avodot Hashem is. Avodot Hashem is becholev. Just as it says to serve God with all of your soul, all of your heart, all of your me'od, all of your, um, strength, might, perhaps even your money. What is that? It's this over, overarching, all-inclusive mitzvah to serve God with the entirety of our hearts. That we're even willing to to risk, to 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 at times even endanger our very being and our money and our belongings for the sake of this love. And he goes and he says, those Lashonot of Chazada, Avoda means Tfila, he says they're what's called an Asmachta. The, when the rabbis speak of a rabbinic mitzvah, they, they don't, it, and they bring a pasuk, it doesn't always mean this pasuk equals a Torah command. It can be an Asmachta, which means we lean on that language. We're learning from this language that we, the mitzvah we're applying here relates to that concept. But it doesn't mean that, that it's a mitzvah right are rooted in the words of the Torah itself. And this, by the way, so so just to clarify, what does the Ramban think tefillah is? The Ramban says tefillah is a mitzvah de Rabbanan. It's a rabbinically instituted mitzvah. But the ikar inyan tefillah, this is the important part to focus on here, just for the sake of understanding, what, what, are, what are we talking about here when we're talking about tefillah? It's not something that begins with command. It's something that begins with something very elemental to creation itself and God's relationship to us. It's, and it's chasto. It's to, to, to receive this gift of, of, of divine grace and goodness and love. And to engage in that, in that communication with our Creator. It's a chesed. And I brought here a portion of Ramban al Torah because I just want to show this is in line really with, with the Ramban's approach in general. This, this Ramban, it's the last Ramban in Parshat Bo. And it's like an elemental piece. You should all take a look at it at some point and read the whole thing. But the Ramban says here, again, bringing a portion. He says, the Chazal says, says, Chazal tells us in Perkei Avot to take care with light mitzvot as much as we take care of more important heavy mitzvot. Chamudot Vachavivot Meod, Shibakol Shah Adam Mode Behen Elokav. 
Because every mitzvah, no matter how big or small, it's beloved and desirous. Because at every moment, no matter what the exact form of mitzvah that we're doing at that point, what is the, what is the act of a mitzvah? Is a it is a recognition and acknowledgement of our Creator. That is what a mitzvah is. At its core, any mitzvah I'm doing, I'm simply being modeh, there is a God in this world. He says the purpose of all mitzvot is that we recognize that we that we na'amin belokeinu that we 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 express our our faith that there is in our God and we recognize and acknowledge that God is our Creator. This is the very intention behind the motivation behind creation itself. There's no other reason to point to for God's motivation to create a world. There's no desire for God to, to desire this, what he calls the tachtonim, the, the material, you know, bottommost realms of, of our of our of our earthly existence. What's, what, how can we understand the purpose of any of this? Just in the very basic desire that a person shall be aware, can be can be aware of God and and acknowledge and recognize our Creator. He's not even talking about tefillah. He's saying this is what mitzvot are. This is what mitzvot are, but there are The covenant of every mitzvah is this. Is there's a God. I have a God. I'm created by God. This world's created by God. That's all we're doing when we're doing mitzvot. That is the, the kavana that runs through all of mitzvot. And he says that's the kavana that runs through all of creation. For there to be awareness of the creation of its, of the, within the creation of its creator, this is also a line that the Zohar says in many, many places that so that creation can become aware of the Creator, so we can know God. Now here's where he relates it to tefillah. And the purpose of raising our voices in prayer the reason we have shuls the whole value of there being collective prayer. It's so that there can be a place for human beings to come together and together acknowledge and and give express our, our recognition of God who has created us, vihim tziam, and brought us into being, vifarsamuze, and to pronounce this out loud, make it known, viyomru lefanav briotecha anachnu, to just simply state before God, we are your creatures. We are your creatures, briotecha anachnu. I feel like this should, be, this should be a banner in every, like at the entrance of every Beit Knesset. The purpose of a shul is for people to come to a place and acknowledge the God who created them and, and just say out loud, we are your creatures, we are your creatures.
Here we are. That's all. So again, what is prayer, according to the Ramban? It's connected to this very fundamental purpose in creation, which is, first, it's, it's a gift that this is possible, that this exists. And it's, and it's in line with the very purpose of creation, which is God creates a world and creates us so that we can acknowledge God and, and enter into a, a conscious relationship with, with the Creator. We human beings are the carriers of God of God consciousness, godly consciousness in this world. That's that's what we're here for, and so prayer is the is the is the expression of that. That's how you start. <coughs> I mean, every minute, exactly the Andayu. That's the need of person's mind all the time. That's the way we're. That's the way it's meant to be. The Ramban is talking about how it's meant to be. It's heavy stuff. It's heavy stuff, and it's also he also makes it something basic and accessible. It's like Azov all the all the sophistication for a minute. Just get in touch with a very simple thing. There's a God. God created my life. God created this universe. That's true for the mitzvah of putting up a mezuzah and saying a bracha and washing my hands. And like, if if I can just connect with that basic kavana, it's actually something that that is available to me, regardless of whether or not I understand the you know implications in this particular way. It's like, oh, let's just get back to basics for a moment here. There's a God. Okay, that's where we start. I think, in a sense, we can see. Rather than viewing mitzvot as like the end all of our avodah Hashem, we can also view the mitzvot as the training ground for avodah Hashem. If our avodah is is the kavana of our avodah is to come to awareness of God, so we can see that we can engage in mitzvot as okay. Here's here's a way for me to train myself. Another way for me to train myself. Another way for me to remind myself. Another way for me to 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 touch into that awareness. And we come in and out, and that's that's human nature. We're created with. That um, you know, Ratzov Ashov, we're in, we're out, we're in, we're out, we're awake, we're asleep, we're awake, we're asleep, we're awake, we're asleep. But the mitzvot can be ways where we wake up, even for for a little bit. Um, I want to look now at the, the Aruch Hashuach. Because we looked at the Rambam, the Rambam and the Ramban, the heavy duty Rishonim, working out is this a Chiyuv, is it not a Chiyuv? Aruch Hashuchan, we have a, an Acharon who many times actually tries to support, in the final analysis, tries to support the Ivrahim Rambam a lot of the time. Let's see what the Aruch HaShulchan says. It says, Aruch HaShulchan is very troubled by the idea that we would say, that the Ramban would say, there's no mitzvah from the Torah to Dabi. He says, I think even according to the Ramban, that's not really what he's saying. <laughs> it's, it's inconceivable. It's inconceivable that there's not a mitzvah in a Torah to pray. He says, rather the Ramban, he's trying to limit what the Ramban is saying. Like, what he's saying is it's not counted in the, in the 613 mitzvot, but it doesn't mean it's not one of the mitzvot of the Torah. What, how does that work? 
He'll explain. But let's just see where he's going, okay? He's coming just from a, a sense of, of svara. How could it be possible to say that there's no obligation to pray to God? Do some paraphrasing. He says, Avoda is one of the three pillars that the, that the world stands on. And now, in our day and age, we have no mikdash. The only thing we have left is tefillah. We're like servants at the mercy of the hand of our master. How is it conceivable that we don't just pour our hearts out and, and beg of God every single day? It's very troubling to say that the ikar of tefillah is not a mitzvah. That as far as the Torah is concerned, you could do God's will without praying. That's impossible. We can't conceive of a world like that. We can't conceive of a relationship with God like that. And he comes and he brings what he, he says to be proof for this from the Ramban's own words. That the Ramban, remember we saw the Ramban says, means all of our avodah should be with kavanat should be full intention of the heart. He goes on and he says, Mimela, he says, of course that includes tefillah. Because tefillah is the avodah that requires kavanah. Davening is the, is the main avoda, the main form of service of God that requires intention of the heart. So the Ramban must be saying there, even when he's saying that it's not, that we, we, we must, we have to understand that he, he says it is also. How can we even conceive of expressing our love to God if we're not praying? How is it possible to even say that we're not commanded to give gratitude to God for the goodness and the miracles that God does for us every day and every moment? How could it be that we don't request our for our health and our parnasa every single day? Is there an obligation? as God's servants, that's greater than that? He says, it must be as I've written, there must be an obligation from the Torah to pray every single day, as the Rambam says, as the Choshuachan is trying to say here, but rather, the Ramban's whole issue with the Rambam is that we don't count tefillah in the Minyan HaMitzvot. Now, at this point, you read the Choshuachan, it's like, okay, he's making Pupulim, it's like, sounds like some kind of intellectual argument here. I want it to be a mitzvah, but then it doesn't count in the numbers, and then it's like some kind of <coughs> rhetoric, yeah? But look at what, what, look at what, what, it, might, what it might mean, or what it means for Yerachashulchan, to say there's a mitzvah that's not counted as a mitzvah. Okay, let's look what he says here. says, even more so, it appears, in my humble opinion, that according to the Ramban, that tefillah is not considered to be counted as a particular individual mitzvah. Because prayer is higher than high. Because what is prayer? It's 
It's those moments where we are standing, it's like standing before a king and speaking directly with the, the majestic one face to face. He says, that's why our prayer, you have to stand to do it. Because when you stand before the presence of God, you are filled with a sense of terror and trembling. We'll talk about standing at another time more in depth, but it would be a little easier, I think, to, to prostrate myself before God or to just like close my eyes and, and, and sit in place. I can just be a little safer. If I, to, to, to have to stand up on my own feet and face the Creator and stand my ground in the presence of God, that fills me, it puts me in a much more vulnerable situation. To stand face to face means I have to own up to the fullness of my being and stand before the one who's totally beyond who and what I am in this moment. There's Ema and Yira there. There's an encounter in prayer, where the awareness is is overpowering. And even more so when we do the Chazara, he says in our Tefillah, we are Makdish, we, we, we sanctify God's name in our world. We, we actually act out the prayers of the, of the angels. This is heavy stuff. This is an extremely elevated form of Avoda. The rabbis call tefillah among those things that exist in the, in the heights of the universe. The most exalted things that exist. He goes on in quoting from other Divrei Chazal that from our tefillot, it's our tefillot sew together and form together the, the, the crown of God's glory in this world. Now he comes and he's explaining what does it mean that we don't count it as an as a as one other mitzvah. Tefillah is not mitzvah number six hundred twelve, not thirteen, not fourteen. It's not numbered. He kolelat et kol mitzvot. It's something that includes and encompasses all mitzvot. Kichut hashidra hamekayem et kol gufo shel adam. It is like the spinal cord. That is Mikayem that gives life to the entire body. It enlivens and gives substance and sustains the rest of the of the being. And according to Chazal, the spine is not counted as one of the limbs or um, organs of the body. Because it's not individual. It is all-inclusive. It's encompassing. It is, it is foundational. It's elemental, and everything else depends on it. And it's not, not for nothing. He, call, he calls out the Ramach because we know Chazal says that the body, rather the mitzvot, are basically mapped on the body. But the Chazal counts 248 um, limbs, which correspond to 248 mitzvot asay, 
commandments that we actively engage in with those limbs that you do for God. And the shesagidim, the 365 inner organs and connective organs, are the 365 mitzvot which are the, in a sense, those things we abstain from. It's the thing, it's that which maintains the integrity of the whole structure. The inner structure's integrity rests on not disrupting it or, or, or damaging it. So the inner organs and the external organs are the basis for, for the mitzvah that we're doing. Ah, so what's the basis for the mitzvah of tefillah? It's the, it's the spinal cord itself. It's that which is responsible to conduct the entire life force of the body, the neural pathways, the ability to stand and walk and function and breathe properly that gives health and life and sustenance to the rest of the, of the being. That's the relationship between tefillah and all the rest of the mitzvah. It's the spine of the rest of the body. The whole concept of tefillah, it's not counted as a specific mitzvah. It is an all-encompassing, inclusive, general principle. He says, so too, this is the case from the perspective of, of Kabbalah, that tefillah is one of these encompassing um, realities. He says, I don't know why he includes that here, but just to give us reference to what he's referring to, Moach Lev Kaved is Otiot Melech. Moach Lev Kaved, mind, heart, liver, which the Kabbalists um, identify as being the locus of the Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. The liver is the place where our, our, our blood, our physical life force, is is most um, concentrated. The heart being the place where our, our spirit, our our emotions, our our interactive life force is is processed through breath, and and pulse and heart and mind being the place where neshama is is processed through. So he says spine is like another one of those. It's a part of the body that's not one part of the body. It's something that that holds together the whole the whole being, the whole system. So there's something beautiful in the Arachashulchan here, which is. It's a mitzvah, and it's not, and it's unlike any other mitzvah. He's, he's kind of finding a way to, to bring together the perspective, something of the perspective of the Rambam and something of the perspective of the Ramban. Um, I want to bring here a couple other sources. We're, we're coming close to our end, but the Zohar, in Parsha Breshi, and this comes up in a few places in the Zohar, just going to read you these words. It's quoting the the, op- the first time the word mitzvah ever appears in the Torah is actually in a place where nobody thinks. The first time the word mitzvah ever appears in the Torah is when God commands Adam, "Come eat from all the trees in my garden." It's a positive mitzvah to eat eat all the trees, and then God says, "Don't eat, don't eat from the mitzvah of But the first mitzvah now, the first time the word mitzvah comes up in the Torah, the Zohar says, we've, we've established this already. Late tzav ela avodazara. There's no command, there's no tzivui other than avodazara. Which means that the lashon of tzav is the lashon of avodazara. The lashon of command is foreign worship. 
Because we're saying already the first time God has to kind of intervene and command humanity of something, it's already indicative of, of a of a breakdown between between us and our creator. It's already we're already in the realm of Avodazara, in a world of disconnect. Now, I think part of what, what this are it's it's a radical thing to say. It brings a big kashya on, on our whole religion. I'll let you all deal with that on your own. But I think what the, what the Zohar is saying here is to be, to have to be commanded from outside of you. Do we have a, a, a break sheet here? I'm quite certain this is what the Pasuk says, but I just want to double check. Yep. Command is something that comes from above and is put on you. To have to be coerced into doing what God wants of you, it's because you're already existing in, in the realm of Avodah Zarah. Our Avodah, our relationship to God that is defined by commandment is one of distance and one of foreignness and alienation. That's what Avodah Zarah means. Sir, alienated service. Foreign service. I don't have the innate organic relationship with my creator anymore. So now I have to be commanded, has to be put on me, has to be imposed on me. I have to be told from the outside how to how to relate to God. It's a fantastic zone. But to bring it to our conversation here, what is it the tefillah that is commanded? What is a tefillah that is not commanded? The Ramban says there's still an ikar of tefillah, but he says there's a tefillah that's not a command. What would it be like to daven without being commanded to do so? And I don't mean, okay, that, that, that has one expression, which is I walk around the world and I'm speaking to my creator. There's a natural ebb and flow and conversation with God that's woven into my experience of the day. What would it be like to do tefillah? Not because I'm commanded and not through the lens of command in this moment. But to do it from the place the Ramban says. But there's a chasdoyit barach, there's a chesed of the boreh here, which is, I can speak to you. And you're here. We have a tefillah that's really a marriage between command and not command. It's both things. Think about what it's like when we daven because we're commanded. I think we all know what that's like. We know what that's like a little, a little more than, than is like, you know, helpful. You know, I think there's there's a spectrum bichlal of mitzvot. Mitzvot being the training ground for coming to a conscious relationship with God. Tzvila being the training ground, like what if the form of tzvila, the mitzvah of tzvila is there to teach me and bring me into touch with what tzvila really is? What if the command is a wake-up call for me to, to step into it and to access what's more elemental than the command? It doesn't have to be one or the other. You hear what I'm saying? Our avod is on the spectrum of, I, I need to be coerced right now, and now I'm, and now I'm in the door, and if I'm in the door, 
maybe I can I can go to, to stands together in the room with God. Right? But but to to begin to expand our idea and of of what we're doing when we're doing it. I'll read one more line here and uh, we'll close with this. Bichlal, Rav Kook, in every, I'll just tell you, every, every Daf Makar I brought to every shir, I brought a paragraph from Rav Kook's introduction to Olat Riyat, his parish on the Siddur, and we've never gotten to it. And, and Bichlal, that, that Hakdama is something that's like required learning. So I just brought one sentence. Because one sentence from Rav Kook we can, we can, we can hear. Rav Kook says, Lifnei atfila, tzarich largish at atzorach shel atfila, before tefillah, we need to feel the need of tefillah, the necessity of tefillah, and the onik, the deep pleasure and delight and joy of tefillah. I see Rav Cook really giving expression to both of these sides of it. There's a need here. There's a need. A requirement, not only religious requirement, but a requirement. The world is is missing something. I'm missing something. There's an urge and a need. There's an obligation, whether commanded or whether impulsive and instinctive, to, to ask, to praise, to thank, to connect, to check in. And at the very same time, there's an honor which is something that beyond anything, particular thing that I might be asking for or giving praise for, just that tefillah is, that there is such thing, that I can just breathe in this chamber together with, with God and exist in a world with a semblance of relationship to, to my creator, that too. And to be able to taste some of that, to, taste, to let myself taste that too. Did I myself taste that? There's just one more thing to remind me of. Rabbi Nachman says that when he, uh, you know, when he, in his journey to Israel and back, he was, I think it was on his way back, he was kidnapped by pirates. Remember this? Maybe he was on his way there. And he basically, he said that he, and they, there was a storm at sea, and he was basically like, okay, that's it. I'm going to be a slave to these um, these kidnappers of my life, not going to be able to do mitzvah anymore. He said he spent time discovering how he can do all of the mitzvah without doing mitzvot. How can I be mekayim every mitzvah without doing it? This is like, uh, I grew up watching Bruce Lee movies. I think it was Enter the Dragon. He's on a boat with this like... I think like a, Sky, a Scottish uh, fighter who like challenges him to a duel and he asks him, what's your style? And Bruce Lee says, the art of fighting without fighting. So the guy obviously says, oh, the art of fighting without fighting, show me some of that. You know, he like challenges him. What's the, the art of davening without davening? The art of mitzvah without mitzvot. The art of mitzvah without mitzvot. How do we, how do we, how do we daven from a place of Touching into the the foundational gift of life that feel is attached to the spinal column of our existence here, the evolutionary prayer and need of the universe that has created me, 
with the awareness that I have, with the abilities that I have, with the imagination and hopefulness of there being something greater. All of this is part of that that gifted relationship that that Tefillah gives us a a space to, to engage in. Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information, go to shalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Kohn. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.